I'll never forget how I used to want all of my content to only create like fans. Like I wanted no one to feel uncomfortable with my content. I wanted no one to dislike my content. I wanted no one to have any like really feeling, right? Because if um, if somebody had one feeling, somebody would have another feeling. And so what ended up happening was I was creating what I like to call so-so content, which is forgettable content um, and is definitely not memorable content, right? So this went on for a really long time, especially when I was trying to get on video because originally I just had to get on video, right? I didn't have to get on video. I got on video, but I was like, I've got to make it through this without puking. Like I've really just got to show up and not throw up, not make a fool of myself and just do the thing. And so that used to be the first focus. And then it was like, I don't want to have haters. So I'm just going to like put out content that everybody likes. And what ends up happening, um, I heard another mentor, I can't remember which one, but said that this was called friend zoned. So you basically get friend zoned uh, by putting out like so-so content or quotes all the time and things like that. And so the thing was, is that people loved my content, right? And they enjoyed the content and they always got comments on the content, but they weren't buying. There was nothing that said, this is a person that you should buy from. It was like, oh, she has like, it's like, feel good. It's like, wah, wah, wah. It's like, so, so. But in 24 hours, they forgot about that post. In 24 hours, they have maybe even less than that, maybe 12 hours, they had forgotten about that piece of content. And so there was no memorability factor um, because I was very forgettable. I was boring and I was so-so. And I realized this in my content and I realized this by how charged and activated that I got from other people's content, right? So I would, you know, scroll my feed and like, what gave me the feels? What created some type of activation from me? What gave me that feeling, you know? Like, what gave me this feeling like, I don't know what that noise was. My dogs are doing something. Um, it gave me the feeling of like, oh my gosh, I want to just jump in. I want to dive in right now and I want to take action on this thing. And so I had to really reverse engineer how other people were making me feel and the types of content they were putting out. I was a great content creator already, especially for other people, but I didn't want to rock the boat. I didn't want to make anybody upset. So it became very so-so and boring and again, not memorable and that's not what I wanted. And so I really went through this transformation of, you know, it's kind of like even getting on video in, in a way because it's uncomfortable to think that somebody may have an uncomfortable reaction to your content, right? They may not like it. They may tell you. We live in a society that people really struggle just scrolling past stuff they don't agree with. They have to say something. So, you know, I had seen all these haters come out and my other mentors and things like that I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if I'm ready to do this. And I had to decide, is it worth it for me? Is it worth it for me to get a hater or two, right? 
if I can activate my audience? Is it okay for me to get a hater or two if somebody makes a change in their life? You know, it's the same thing I used to say to get people on video. Like if you knew without someone buying and even if they didn't buy or even if they never told you, but if you knew that every piece of content you put out or every video that you put out, that you were changing somebody's life, their day, their minute, their year, would you get on video? No one's ever told me no, right? And so it's always worth it. I've had very few haters, by the way. Um, but there is like always that chance, right? Depending on what your industry is and depending on what you're saying and depending on how activating something is, because just as much as activating, it can also trigger someone else. But I didn't care. And I really got to separate that I'm so worried about what people think to this is my business. And I believe wholeheartedly in everything I'm saying and I'm backing it up. It doesn't mean I won't ever change my mind. It doesn't mean I won't ever evolve, but I believe in it in this moment that I'm posting it. And the reason I can say that is because I used to say only live video would grow your business. And I had to change that because hello, I did not know back in 2018 that, uh, hello, that short form video was going to blow up the way that it did. I had no clue, no clue, no indication that that was going to happen. So it's okay to reframe. It's okay to evolve. It's okay to grow and change your mind publicly. <laughs> That's okay. Because it's a sign that you are growing. It's a sign that you've learned a better way. And it's a sign that your audience is going to be okay with, right? But um, but anyhow, what I wanted was really to, to activate my audience and to really create what I call content with passion, purpose, and potency, and also proof, right? Proof that I've done this. And it really started with me, first of all, walking the walk. I didn't try to sell anything that I wasn't walking the walk and already doing, because I have actually tried to sell something that I wasn't, I would say, I would say I was an expert in it, but I could have been so much better in it. And it's always easier when I am like the tried and true expert with results, always. And that's all I launch now. Two years ago, I would have never tried to create a launch program, by the way, because I hated launching. I would have never, ever in a million years, two years ago, thought I would teach how people how to sell because I sucked at it. I wasn't good at it. And I got good at it over two years. And said, okay, maybe someone has a problem selling like I did and struggling with sales like I did. And maybe they want to learn from somebody that wasn't born selling. It's kind of like I wanted to learn how to create video from somebody who wasn't born with a camera in their face, right? Or who wasn't on like a TV show. And that's when I was looking for support. That's all I could find. I wanted somebody who was just like me, who literally struggled who got hives, who was an introvert, who hated being the center of attention, who said they would never get on video and then they did. So I became her. So anyhow, so when I started embodying, when I started walking the walk, when I started doing all of these things and talking about everything, not only from experience, but with emotion, with results, with those qualifications, things really started changing. When I started thinking about how do I want my audience to feel and and what is my goal with this piece of content and not posting to post and not posting just to make everybody feel good today, it was a game changer. 
And I believe that that is part of creating an iconic brand. I believe that is part of uh, becoming unforgettable to your audience. I believe that not posting so-so content all the time, it doesn't mean I never post so-so content. Of course, everybody does, right? We think it'll land. It doesn't land. But you know who it does land for? That one person. That one person has been waiting to make the move. That one person. And sometimes I might tick off other people. That's not my goal. But when I activate someone to move, I'm probably going to trigger someone to unfollow me. And that is okay. I was so excited when I got the analytics for my Facebook personal page. So I became a professional account. And I could see when people hid my post or when they unfollowed me from a post. And that was beautiful because it meant that I'm being activating enough that I am going to trigger people, right? But I'm making them move. I, as someone who unfriended her current mentor, I unfriended her. I could not stand her content on Facebook. It drove me nuts. And she really triggered me every time. And I was like, why do I keep looking at this person's content? It's doing nothing but trigger me. Like, unfriend unfollow, goodbye. Nine months later, after I'd done nine months of work on myself, I fell in love with her content. I loved it. I was like, is this the same person? She's changed. No. That's what I thought at first. And then I realized I changed. She didn't change. I changed. I grew up. I grew up a lot. I totally like collapse time when it comes to growing up these days, but she didn't change. I did. And so I know that there is this power that someone could unfriend me and follow me, block me, but see me somewhere else and realize, and they could also have done the same thing. They could have had the same evolution. So are we willing to go from so-so content or do we want to go from so-so content to iconic content? Do we want to go from being a so-so brand that uh, when I see your content in my feed that I don't even know if it's you to every piece of content that I see, I know exactly who this piece of content is from. I know their writing style. I know how they show up, whether it's obviously it's a video, I know who it is. But like if it's not a video, do I know? Can I identify this piece of content who it's from? That's part of creating an iconic brand. Whether I see your name or not, I know it's you. And that is a beautiful thing because that is memorable content. That is unforgettable content. That is an unforgettable brand. And when we create an iconic brand, we are creating a brand that is seen, heard, and desired. And also unforgettable. <laughs> 